this message inspires and encourages you. For more information, please contact Nexus Church. Here we go. We're getting into the Word this morning, and I'm excited about continuing in the series of um, what we have in called Come Holy Spirit, but actually that is the prayer that encapsulates all that we have been looking at these last few weeks. It's a prayer that I want to resonate in a greater way in my heart. It's a prayer that we want to resonate in all of our hearts in a greater way. Come Holy Spirit. And it's important to remember when we pray that, that actually it's not that the Holy Spirit is distanced from us. That actually when, when we are awakened to the reality and accept the fact that Jesus, that what Jesus has done, he did for me. And when I give my allegiance to him, we're told throughout scripture in Ephesians as well that we are then marked with the presence of the Holy Spirit entering our life. That is a fixed reality. That does not change. He is always with us. So our prayer, come Holy Spirit, is not come from a distance, come close. But actually, it is what we were just praying. Come Holy Spirit is a prayer of surrender. It's a prayer of, I open my life to your influence today. You know, when my wife and I married, that was a moment where we entered into a greater level of intimacy and commitment to each other than ever before. That status was fixed. But every day, her and I have a choice to either open our lives to the influence of each other, to experience each other in a greater way, in a different way than we have before. And that is the same with the Holy Spirit. He is close. He is near. But we pray in our heart is, come Holy Spirit, influence me today today. So it's important we understand that. And as we go into the verses we're going to look at, and particularly the first two verses we read in Galatians 5, where we're looking at the fruit of the Spirit today. When we go into that, the first two verses, we're going, it's the most vivid picture, the fruit of the Spirit, the most vivid picture and the most condensed description in the New Testament of what it looks like when the Holy Spirit is exactly that, given open influence, where he really gets a hold of a life that is transformed. It's not a list of things to do, but rather, as I was thinking about it this morning, and this opened it up for me in my mind and my heart, is actually truly living free. It's actually a picture of truly living free, that actually in verse 1 in Galatians 5, Paul, talking to the Galatians, he says, it's for freedom that Christ set you free. It is for freedom that Christ set you free, that actually we can be liberated in a moment as I was talking about, but actually there's a learning to live free. And this is a picture of what that is, the fruit of the Spirit. And what opened my mind up in my heart this morning is I thought about the last week of Jesus' life on earth. And I thought about that actually in the circumstances around him and the external things going on where he was arrested and he was beaten and he was on an external view, completely bound. And yet I see a man fully human in those moments who was truly actually living free. The ability to choose, in the, no matter the circumstances, the overflow of living in sync with the Holy Spirit, the ability to choose to love in that last week, the ability to choose to live self-controlled in that last week, the ability to be able to be kind and good and faithful to the call and, and to us, to see all those things. Jesus was truly free as a human, living fully human, 
as he was living in sync with the Holy Spirit. And that just opened my mind up to see this as so much more. This is an amazing picture of freedom, of what the Holy Spirit's work is moving us towards as we learn with him to live free. And so we're going to jump into this, Galatians 5.22, and we're reading to verse 25. And I want to invite you to see these with fresh eyes, not just words on a page or songs you've sung before, but with fresh eyes, the life in this. Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Ah, I love it. I'm challenged by it. I'm going to give you a glimpse into my life. Those who know me well, they would know that I like my lists. <laughs> Who here is a list person? Yep, absolutely. Others, Pastor Nathan, you're not so much a list person, are you? My wife is absolutely not a list person. It drives her crazy. There's been times and, you know, you go, hey, li- if you just made a list, like, this would not be a problem. And she's like, no, nah, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Whether you're a list person or not, when you read these first two verses, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all of those things, it's so easy to just make it and see it as a checklist, as something I have to do, something, it's, it's like we hear in the back of our head, do the fruits of the Spirit. Even if we know that's not what it's saying, we hear in the back of our head, do the fruits of the Spirit. I've got, to, I've got to conjure this up. Oh, I'm not quite got that one checked off yet. I've got to work harder. I've got to do this. It's like living with this rubber ball. And that's why this is here. Andy put it up early, so I wasn't sure if Pastor Nathan would go, what is this ball doing here? It's a little basketball. I sort of picture um, little minifigures playing basketball in my room. But anyway, my mind goes off on that. But it's like this rubber ball, this rubber ball. This rubber ball, I can squeeze. And I can, I can go, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just make this do what I, I need it to do. I'm going to squeeze this. I'm going to squeeze this. I'm going to squeeze this. And, and for a time there, I can do it. But over time, my hand, even now, showing my strength right now in my hands, is getting a little tired. You can feel a bit of the resistance. You can feel a bit of the pain. And maybe someone bumps me or something, and suddenly I'm letting go, I'm letting go, and I release, and it snaps back to its original form, its original form. And it can be like that in life, that it's as if we're trying to see this list, and we go, okay, I've got this, I've got this, I'm squeezing this, and, and, and I can do this, and I can, okay, just love a little more, just, just work on that patience, just keep, and I can make this happen, I'm doing it, but then we invariably, we make a little progress, but then we get a little tired, it's in our own strength, or, or something bumps us, circumstances happen, and it just snaps back, that old habit appears, that, that, that character flaw shows up, that, that expression that I, I've been trying to resist and change, and it just snaps back. It snaps back. And that was what Paul was, was trying to straddle and, and work with the Galatians. He's like, it's for freedom that you've been set free. Don't go back to trying to do this in your own effort. It's by grace. It's by the Spirit. Paul's emphasizing, we can't conjure this up in our own strength. 
It actually, we do not have the resource within us. That actually as a world, and you hear it and we say it, we just need to love more. We just need to be kinder. We just, but we're not tapping into the source. And that source is something that actually comes from outside us, the energy, the power. What we're hearing and seeing here is that it's the spirit in our life. We see in that last week with Jesus, the spirit in his life, truly living free as an overflow. So the emphasis actually here for Paul is not the fruit. That's an overflow. That's a byproduct. The emphasis for Paul is actually to help the Galatians understand the nature of their relationship with the Spirit. That actually the call, the learning to live free is actually learning not to do the fruit, but learning to live in sync with the Holy Spirit. And it's with this that Paul actually, in in verse 25, alludes to a picture. A picture I want us to expand on and elaborate on. It's a picture where he says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Keep in step is actually in the original, conjures up a few images, a few pictures in that time. But one I want us to tap into, and that is this picture which Wayne Knight will absolutely love. It's this picture of a dance. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I'm speaking Wayne's language and pretty much no one else here probably. But Wayne's like, no, I don't know. I, I am not a dancer. Sorry. Sorry if I offended anyone there. I'm sure there's good dancers in the room. But it's this image of a dance, a ballroom dance, two people dancing in sync. You know, a beautiful dance is a dance where two people, there's a lead and there's a follower, but they are dancing in sync. I've already alluded to it, but I am definitely not a dancer. I avoid dance floors at weddings, and every time I have the instinct, the Holy Spirit slash Liz tells me, no, you shouldn't. (laughs) And then I talk to Wayne, and Wayne's like, yeah, no, go, Josh, go. And then Liz says, no, no, you shouldn't. You'll embarrass me. You'll embarrass me. But it did get me thinking. There was this one time when Liz and I while we were dating, for some reason thought, let's get creative. It's a Friday night. And we somehow knew that at this community hall at Nunda, there was a dance ballroom class. And we thought, this would be a great date. I don't know who came up with that. But we went along and we quickly worked out, this is not a good date for us. We were not good, but it wasn't about that. It just wasn't good for our dating relationship. And I'll elaborate that as we go. But what I, when I think about this and when I think about that experience and, and what I know, at very basic, and I should put it out there, I talked to some people who know how to dance, so I was making sure I wasn't just making up this in my head. But what I know at a basic level, whether you're good or not at dancing, the beauty of it is when you are in sync. There is a lead and there is a follower. But the beauty of it is that both have to choose to participate and both then work to be in sync. And when I think about this with the Holy Spirit, it's as if Paul is painting this picture that we are invited to do into, a dan- into the dance of life, to do the dance of life with the Holy Spirit. That it is a constant movement together, learning to live in sync with his lead. 
And what I've found when I've thought about that in life and when I reflect on my life is that actually, whether you're a good dancer or not, you know when you're out of sync. And it's the same in life. You know when you're out of sync. It's very easy when you're dancing. And I knew when Liz and I were in that one dancing class that we'll never do again, I knew when I was out of sync. It was obvious. Uh, they, didn't, they removed Liz and I from being together. We went with people who were meant to be better and we still did not help us. We knew when we were out of sync. You know in life when you are out of sync with the Holy Spirit. You don't need someone to tell you. You just know. You just know that, that it's the opposite to the fruit. It's the, it's, the, it's the things that pop up that you've been trying to, to change with your own effort and squeeze, but it pops back. You just know when you're out of sync. It might be a timing thing, you just out of pace, or it might be that you step forward and they step forward, or they want to lead this way and you go, no, I'm leading this way. You just know when you're out of sync. And in those moments in life, what it can do is make us feel, and our default is that we often think, well, when we're feeling like that in life, the Holy Spirit is distant. He's away. He's 10 steps down the, down the track, and we have to try and catch up. We have to work again to get this right so we're back in sync. But the beauty of this image is, is the reality that it presents to us, that actually when you're out of sync dancing with someone as a partner, when you're out of sync, that person is still right there. Proximity has not changed. The Holy Spirit is right there. And what that tells me is that actually it's only little adjustments that are needed. When I so often think it's this big effort, this big thing I have to do, that actually in the dan- doing the dance of life, as it were, with the Holy Spirit, when I realize I'm out of pace, I'm out of time, I'm out of sync, He's trying to lead this way, but I'm trying to lead this way, that actually... He's still right there. Proximity has not changed. And that encourages me. Because it means, it's not necessarily easy, but it means it's only little adjustments with the help of the lead moving me to get to the right spot and my willingness to yield and just little adjustments. It's not huge, big things. And that changes my perspective on this journey with the Holy Spirit. It changes it completely. You know, if I give you a glimpse into my last week, and I love how this happens when you're preparing a sermon. I've been abnormally agitated this week. I'll put it that way. And that's overflowed into my relationships or how I interact, rather, with people around me. Nothing on them. It's just an internal, you know, what we're talking about is the internal world. We live from the inside out and I've been abnormally agitated and that's overflowing and, and there was a point where I went, oh, hang on, I'm out of sync. This is not about trying to be more patient, be kinder, be gentler right now. That's the overflow. Actually, bring it back to what we're talking here, I'm actually out of sync and you know, you know, I'm out of sync. But it then what happened? I just, for a moment, a little adjustment, I'm aware. I say, Holy Spirit, show me where I went out of sync. Show me where I went out of sync. And for me, it was a realization that, and this is a short period of time that just a shift inside. It was a realization that I'd made some things bigger in my focus than they needed or should be. And other things 
not as big as they should be. It was a disproportionate focus on some things. And as soon as I realized I was able to release that, I was moving as it were with the Holy Spirit. I was able to get back in sync with the Holy Spirit. Then the dance began to produce. The fruit began to produce. Does that make sense? And that was my experience this week. Those little adjustments can be things like simply asking, Holy Spirit, show me where I went out of sync. It, it, It can be an adjustment of our attention. Maybe Jesus just hasn't been on our minds today at all. And it's going, oh, Jesus, I have you on my mind again. Little adjustments. It might be going into a meeting. It's not necessarily even you're out of sync, but on the front foot, you're praying, hey, Holy Spirit, what does it look like right now going into this situation to live in step with you? What does that look like? It might be uh, the adjustment is a return to abiding, to remaining from John 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. Without me, you can't bear much fruit. Remain in me and I in you and you will bear much fruit. Maybe the adjustment is, is, is an adjustment to return to abide and remain in him. Maybe the adjustment is to bury deeper his word into your heart. So when challenging situations come, that's what the Holy Spirit brings up for you. In your life, it might be a little adjustment as we know the Holy Spirit is both our comforter and our challenger. It might be these little challenges that we just know the Holy Spirit as we're moving with the Holy Spirit that He just highlights. Hey, just let go of that in your life. Don't, don't put that into your life right now. Maybe good things, just not good for right now. Little adjustments. He's always there. Proximity doesn't change. We realize and no one around us sink. And that encourages me because it's then just little adjustments, movements daily with him. I open my life again. Come Holy Spirit. It may be, and this is what it was for Liz and I when we went to our dance class. It may be that you both want to lead. Liz was not happy with me being the lead. And she's happy with me sharing that. (laughs) And I was wanting to lead too. (laughs) And sometimes the adjustment is simply all that we were talking about before. I yield to follow. I trust you to lead. Oh, come Holy Spirit, I surrender. I'm trying to go this way while you're trying to go that way. We're out of sync. But when we find that we just yield, surrender, changes everything and the dance starts to produce. There starts to come a sink. The fruit starts to produce in our life. Getting in sync instead with the Holy Spirit is a path to the fruitfulness. And just as the interplay of two people produces the dance, so the interplay of us and the Holy Spirit produces the fruit. It's those little adjustments. And further to that, this imagery of a dance, it tells me this. I'll put it this way. No one is just, even Wayne, who is the most ultimate dancer I know, and I'm sure there's others better than you, Wayne. Sorry, mate. Um, Whenever he's given a new dance, he's not just going to get it like that. Whenever, when we are born, we are not just born with the fruit fully formed. There is also this practice that has to go in. 
There is this practice, but it's not a practice of trying to do it in our own strength and, and works, but it's a practice of being in sync and practicing the fruit. So what I mean by that is, how do we grow in patience? We get in sync with the Holy Spirit. We learn what that is, and we practice patience. When we, how do we learn to love? We practice love. How do we learn to, to be gentle and kind and good? There is this element of practicing, but it's practicing with the Holy Spirit, empowering us. It changes it completely. I was um, out with a mate walking around, um, some streets, uh, a lake that was nearby our homes. We, th- we live a few blocks away and it's great to just to be able to catch up quickly in that way. And we were having a chat as we were walking and he was sharing with me uh, um, about how in the last couple of months he's been really intentional. He's realized that with his kids, and he's given me permission to share this, with his kids he, he can get quite short. And I'm sure some parents here, you, you know, there's no condemnation. It, it happens. Okay. Uh, yep. Kids can be kids. Um, but he was getting, he realized he's quite short and he can be quite straight with his kids. And we're talking five and under kids here. And, and he realized in, with his wife, they're working at their parenting as every parent is. You're always learning. But he realized that he needs to be deliberate about practicing this about changing that, about remaining calm, being patient, and being clear. And, and patience was the word there. And, and he, he realized that he needs to, when he says need, he wants to. He wants to be patient with his kids. And so he, he, he had to develop a strategy. He, he did that. In, and it was practicing this, but not in his own strength. He realized he needed the Holy Spirit to be a part of this because it, he is the source of this fruit. And so he's practicing, he's practicing. And what he's found is that his kids' behaviors have changed for the better as he's done that. There's the practice. But what that also reminds me is that the fruit, these qualities of the fruit of the Spirit, they're not just for us. They actually have an overflow into what we were talking about, us in community. That actually the fruit is about relationships first and foremost. That you can't practice patience without having someone to test your patience. That you can't love someone when there's no one in your world to love. That you can't be gentle without a recip- someone receiving that gentleness or that kindness. And so actually, this is not about us experiencing something for our own sake to settle our internal world. This is actually about the Holy Spirit's work to build us as His church that is, looks like and is the hands and feet of Christ. And it changes our relationships. Where there's challenging relationships, it opens them up to life-giving, life source that brings change. Can you see the picture here? And can you see that actually Paul is saying it's, in one sense, it's clear, it's simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. Don't get distracted by the complexities of going, well, I need to check this list, or I need to get better at that or this. The simplicity of of it is, am I in sync with the Holy Spirit? For He is the source that produces that. So let's pray. I'm going to invite the team back. And I want you just to take a moment with your eyes closed if you're comfortable with that. 
just to ask the Holy Spirit. One of two questions. Holy Spirit, am I out of sync? And or the second question. Holy Spirit, where did I go out of sync? What is that little adjustment? What is that little adjustment? Just let the Holy Spirit talk with you in your heart. There's no prescription on what those little adjustments are. Let the Holy Spirit highlight it for you. Let that prayer resonate in your heart of surrender. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. You might feel like in your workplace, at home, relationships are frayed. Interactions are just not life-giving. And you've been trying to work it out. Can I suggest maybe this is the key? To learn to live in sync with the Holy Spirit. To join Him in the dance of life. And see the fruit that is not determined by circumstances as we saw in the last week of Jesus, but the fruit that truly is a picture of living free. So Holy Spirit, highlight that adjustment. May I and may we live more and more in sync, in step with you. That we become more like Christ. Reflecting you to a world that needs that love that patience, that kindness, that goodness, that gentleness, that self-control to see you through your body.